Nick. Wow, this is awesome already. <laughs> and I just get to choose my favorite bands. This is brilliant. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Castable. This is the podcast which brings on brilliant guests to pitch their dream music festival. My name is Matt Hoss and I'm the host and I'm here to guide you around their, uh, their dream music festival. This is a live podcast recording, meaning we have an extra special live audience over Zoom. Join our lovely audience, a wonderfully creative Canadian comedian who has won multiple awards, but he's known as his hilarious Laurent himself. <laughs> Please welcome on, Mr. Tony Law, everyone! Hey! Oh, then I gotta do this. Whoops, yeah, there, there I am. Go. Hey, look, I'm in a church. Hello, there we go. Very fancy. Very- I don't know what I'm being, but uh, it's a beautiful church. Hello! Hey, Tony, how are you? Good, thanks. Thanks for having me. How are you? Yeah, I'm really well, thank you. And thank you so much for joining Castable. And I love the enthusiasm and energy already. And uh, so, why, in, you, for the people back at home who can't see, you've got a pot, you've got a church background. What is that got to do with the festival, or are you just feeling very um, like holy right now? No, <laughs> I, I've only because uh, on my Zoom I only had about seven backdra- backgrounds, and I just thought, well, you know, um, isn't some music um a bit like a uh, 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 it's religion for us? Yeah. In our day and age, you know, we've, we're not Christian. Uh, I mean, if there's any Christians out there, uh, Paul's, you guys are. Way to go. I, Good for you. I, I genuinely... But I'm not, yeah. but I still love every, uh, you know, loads of the structures of Western society that have... And the building blocks that have been put down... You know, I, I don't want to get into that, but I, I, I like churches. I should have just said yeah. that. Churches are awesome. You really went for a very high concept early on, which I kind of liked. We, we went to the deep <laughs> end, and uh, I think uh, when well, you did that voice, it kind of like a, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that, I, I think I've, I've definitely interviewed that person for Castle multiple times over, so <laughs> we, uh-huh. we have those conversations all the time. I, I also have this. Yes. Uh, I, I, I'm such a boomer. I'm not a boomer. I'm only Gen X, but I've heard the insult. Yeah. It's like boomers. <laughs> Let's start off today's podcast by talking about what what if you had to describe uh, your music taste uh, to someone, how would you kind of do that? Oh, geez. Nowadays, I'd call it very conservative, but <laughs> it's it's the sort of I've, it's the same music I've liked liked my whole life, but at different times it would have been labeled as something different because I'm so very old. It might have been quirky, it might have been contrarian, mm-hmm. or it might have been just old-fashioned, or I uh, likes the old... I, I like old the old stuff. Yeah. And it's all... Um, and it, a lot of it... A lot of it is... Pers- uh, well, obviously, but it's <laughs> like my love of Britain, UK, and then also Ireland. and So there's a lot of British stuff in there, but then there's a lot of my sort of... Uh, my redneck upbringing not <laughs> redneck sounds so insulting i mean it in the nice way um yeah. so, so so there's a mix of all of those things all of the bands i like or or mu- music i like at some point it's been really important to me and i'm not like a i'm not Stuart lee with you know <laughs> you're not sending out lots of uh, mailing lists about uh, bands. an album yeah. from every single band that's ever played yeah. i like you know <laughs> 
I'm one of these people. I get into one band, and that's all I like for two years yeah. is that band. <laughs> like I get, you know, I I also get quite obsessive about like I get. So I would say every year it's defined by a different band that I'm just like, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. band of the year. Usually, I've, re- yeah. I've I've read a autobiography about that band, like the Beastie Boys book. That was 2018. There was Bruce Springsteen yeah, yeah. last year. Yeah, it's been very. Yes. I get. I think that's why I love. I understand that. Yeah, I, I love comedy and music for that reason. Where it's because like I I obsess about a certain thing for a while and uh, and but with music, it's I think it's a far healthier relationship because it's not a career. It's not necessarily uh, so. I get to obsess about those things, find out the details, and uh, just enjoy. I get to enjoy it on another level as well. I, I even uh, like I remember um, when I was sixteen, I wanted to become a cultured person. And I didn't know how to do that. Yeah. <laughs> and so I saw the movie Amadeus, and I thought, this is how you do it. They're all wearing wigs. Yeah. <laughs> Seems pretty posh to me. Yeah. And I really loved it. I and I loved the music too. So I I bought every everything I could of Mozart, and memorized it all over the next year i was uh, and i was playing on the football team at the time so i was a real uh, <laughs> a wild card yeah. i was a real wild card yeah. out there and i think you know i think some folks found it interesting other people found it worth fighting for <laughs> yeah but but um i well it, it means i have no real grasp or understanding of classical music but i do know a mozart tune yeah like and like you know like uh, back in the day there was like mods and rockers and it's like like rival bands and stuff like that was there another person at school like like who was the kind of like, love Beethoven and you used to like get into fights with all the time? Uh, no, but there was uh, not that because <laughs> no, there's no one else to fight over that. <laughs> no one else is into it. But um, yeah. No, I mean if there was a Beethoven kid had a walked onto our high school football field, he would have had some talking to from the Mozart guy. Yeah. You know, yeah. I can hum them all. Yeah. I can hum them all. I know them all. Symphony number G. You you freaking name it, I got them. <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about fest, not just music, but festivals. So the and uh, obviously you're going to be pitching your your hypothetical dream festival. But I read that you you started your comedy career by winning uh, a new act competition in Glastonbury a festival in 1995. And could you tell yeah. us more about that experience? Because like that must be hard to start off your career at a festival, right? Well. <laughs> Yeah, and I'd, I'd only ever done, like, maybe three or four gigs, and um, I had no idea how this worked. <laughs> like, I, I'd been terrified to ever even do comedy. I thought it was what people from cities did. <laughs> Everyone in the city is just always that, I just thought you had to be in college or in a city, and then, no, and I entered a competition, and then the, the winner got to go to Glastonbury, and then I won at Glastonbury, and I thought, well, that's it. I'm going to be on The Tonight Show soon. <laughs> so I, I did... Like, I, I, I didn't know about you had to chase up gigs and stuff or find an agent or, or keep doing gigs. Mm-hmm. I just did that, and then it sort of fell away, and I didn't really gig. I did about three more gigs over the next four years. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that was it. it was, I mainly sort of wanted to get into Glastonbury <laughs> for free because so I couldn't afford it. And it worked. I got in. Yeah, but that's so cool. Like that's that must be such a nice experience as well. It must have been quite an overwhelming time in 1995 just to kind of like be like I'm here at this festival for free doing comedy, and it must have been a big audience, right, or a relatively big audience. 
Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. It was. Pr- it was pretty big. Um, you were headlining the pyramid stage on, on your first game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, it was a long time ago. So yeah, sure. Yeah, that's. that's <laughs> I can make up my own memories now. <laughs> yeah. But it was. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty cool. That's when I I first uh, catatonia. Yeah. Remember them? <laughs> no. It's all over the front page. You give me wrote. Do you no, know I, I only no. I only realized that people sang in accents when my uh, when we were driving along and I was saying to my 11-year-old daughter I was going uh we we're listening to the cranberries and I was going you know she's from Ireland and she goes yeah I know I can hear it and I going you can hear it mm-hmm. See I had it in my head that people didn't sing in accents but apparently a lot of people can hear accents <laughs> in singing and I yeah it's news to me well, that's now that could Anyways. be yeah, that could be a very interesting game to play during your like uh, what accent are they singing in? And yeah, I, I think like but that I've, I like that sometimes because like sometimes it's not obvious, but sometimes you kind of like especially with local bands, you can hear that kind of twang and uh, it, I love yeah, it. It's nice now that my daughter's opened up everything <laughs> to me. All, I'm re going through all the old music, and you can hear it in Catatonia mm-hmm. when you can he- really hear that Welsh accent there, can't you? Mm-hmm. From Keris, anyway. Um, but yeah, uh, so um, talking about your time at Glastonbury, but uh, are you a fan of going to festivals? Do you love festivals, or is it like, or is it maybe just not your kind of thing? No, I um, I'm not really a huge uh, fan because I I did quite a few way back then. Yeah, and then and then I liked it for when you could do gigs and you get to stay, camp in the back. Yeah, you know, with in the performers fields i like that for the social because i'm not a very social person so working is the only way i get to (laughs) hang out with people or after my stand-up shows is probably my most social time in my life so Mm -hmm. i'm with my family 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 and then i go and i do a gig and afterwards i talk to all the people who are at the gig yeah you know i love that that's that's my social that's that's pretty much all i can handle you know it's like that 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 Mm -hmm. that's that's a, that's enough for me. <laughs> yep. But um, I I start. Uh, uh, Henry Whittacombe booked me for um, Green Man one year. Yes. And um, that's such an awesome festival that I kind of fell in love with that type of boutique small festival. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, as you get, you can stay at a B and B up the road <laughs> if you're gigging, yeah. and you can drive in and be all fresh faced and going, hey, go. Why is everyone? <laughs> Did you guys sleep well last night? Because I slept good. I was in a and b I like that. You're one of those people, are you, Tony? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, sorry. And I've had a shower this morning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, were you sleeping in the mud? That sounds awful. Yeah. I found Glastonbury to be a bit much. Mm-hmm. You know, it was good. It was good. It was good to take the kids when they're small, mm-hmm. but it was a bit intense. It's, Especially... I mean, you, you love that when you're younger, don't you? The, the bigness of it is good. Mm-hmm. But when you get a bit older, uh, green man... That type of deal. End of the road. I used to love, I mean, performing in the woods. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love the woods. <laughs> and I love doing comedy. So holy mackerel. Yeah, and I think that um, it's about growth. We were talking about growth at the start, like it, liking different things throughout your generations. And like, it's like kind of go, well, not necessarily generations, but liking different um artists and bands throughout your life but also that evolves to festivals as well because like uh, i love music festivals but there are some i don't go to now which i would go as a teenager and uh, and it's not because of the quality of the festival it's just because i'm a, it's just at a different point in your life with different like requirements yeah like yeah i could i, I remember uh, when i was in 
when I was a teenager, I went to Download Festival, which is a metal festival, and I stayed at the front for the whole Saturday from um, yeah from twelve o'clock in the in the afternoon to eight o'clock uh, at night, and uh, I just like but think of that now as just like no, like, I I just like I need to go like uh, no, no. Yeah. I'm gonna get a deck chair and have some lovely like croissants to be lovely. There's definitely a time in your life, <laughs> yeah. I mean. Going to a metal fest. Do you know, I don't think I, even though I've had my phases, but when I was a teenager, before I was ever, yeah, uh, before, I mean, the most metally thing I ever went to as a teen was ACDC. Yeah. But that was pretty hardcore back in the day yeah. in the... In the eighties, it was pretty rough. Yeah, I can. I can. It, fe- it felt dangerous <laughs> in in Edmonton, Alberta. <laughs> but yeah, pr- yeah, I definitely. That's definitely not something that appeals to me now. Yeah. Well, maybe we could. Hey, did you hear that guy fell off the balcony and then they kicked the shit out of him on the ground? No way. Why did they kick the shit out of him? Cause he fell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. People were mad at a guy who fell to his near death. So they. They rounded on it. Yeah. I mean, I, I have no desire for that that kind of crowd anymore. <laughs> well, I thought that was going to be the whole of your festival. Just mm. kicking the shit out of people who have fallen yeah. over. Oh, like, like it's a very brutal no, festival. No, I, evol- I evolved from there, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, right, talking about uh, what might appear at your festival, it's time to head over to your festival and set up camp. Hello and welcome to Season 5 of Castable. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. It really means the world to me. If you'd like to help support the podcast, please make sure to give it 5 stars on Spotify or Apple or whatever platform that you're using and give it a nice review. If you like the podcast, please tell a friend, share it. If you want to have bonus content and financially support the podcast, why don't you become a Patreon for a little pound a month where you get to have bonus podcasts, videos and so much more best way to support the podcast is keep on listening to the show and enjoy the rest of the season Castable if you can hear me I want you to sing along go for it one more time Before we kind of get to your dream festival, Tony, we need to kind of look, learn some of the basic information about your festival. So I'm going to throw a couple of questions at you. Um, Tony, what is the name of your festival? The Tone Zone Awesome Festival. <laughs> That's kind of like Lollapalooza. Like Tone so it's Zone. an alternative universe where I became so famous <laughs> from being so slack and unorganized. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but I still became a huge star. Yeah, okay, so this so is... Call it, no, um, so the Tone Zone's huge, mm-hmm. and... Uh, God, I forgot his name already. Uh, do, you know, do you ever block people's names? Yeah. Uh, what's what's the one he's called? Um, oh, the Scottish one. <laughs> so he's always getting into arguments on Twitter and stuff. What's he called? Is, is this a comedian or...? Uh, yeah, yeah, comedian. What's he called? Uh, Frankie Boyle. Oh, Frankie Boyle. <laughs> So he's not famous, but I'm I'm his level of fame. Gotcha. So you swap places. So I'm, as, I'm big enough to have my own festival. Yeah. Okay. Is he big enough? I don't I'm know. I'm sure. too bitter to watch TV. <laughs> I don't know. Well, Michael McIntyre, he's not been famous for a while. He, he's, but he got so famous, he'll always be. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think. Uh, I quite like his style of comedy, actually. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I used to think I was cool, I wouldn't admit that, but I quite like some of his observations. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't like people getting too rich. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously in this reality not only uh, okay it's the tone zone yeah. it's like a 60s vibe yeah 
70s vibe. It's a it's a lovey dovey it's the Tone Zone Awesome Festival. So it has kind of a like a Woodstock '69 vibe. Is that about right? No, not no, because I hate hippies. So <laughs> okay, sorry. I, I it's more of a it's a it's a kind of open minded. Everything goes as long as you're not a jerk. <laughs> nobody likes bullies of any type. And absolutely no, you know, nobody's kicking people when they. No, none of that. I mean, unless they're they're it's needed. <laughs> <laughs> we need to double- unless some bullies unless some bullies have arrived then you've got to bully back <laughs> so, that type of deal so it's like kind of self-defense kind of like uh if, well no and also you need to snuff it out i guess <laughs> it's an anti-bullying festival <laughs> yes oh my god the tony the tone zone but you don't want to make <laughs> anti-bullying <laughs> festival yeah it's a, it's cool you know it's uh, like freaks and geeks and nerds of all all sorts just everybody even if you're yeah <laughs> just anyone just as long as they're listening to mozart not beethoven or else i can well, get out of mozart here. mozart's being pumped in as you walk in oh really so like you we come yeah. into the festival and is mozart the real like uh, playing live or is it like recordings of mozart or what it's mozart just being pumped in because <laughs> in this one though loads of dead people are alive that I'm choosing, mm-hmm. Mozart isn't. It's too far back. Okay, that's because then I mean then you could just have Caesar in it, yeah. and I wouldn't want him. He's a genocidal maniac. Yeah, he's the king of bullies. Like uh, yeah, I'll say yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Talk about like just literally genocide. Yeah. So let's leave Caesar out of this. Let's let's move so on. So basically, yeah. I, I was just I was just at Waterstones and there was a, I saw Tom Holland's Rubicon on the shelf yeah. and it just got me thinking about how awful Caesar was. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> well, um, anyway, uh, <laughs> moving on. I digress from, from the bully Caesar kicking yeah. uh, Romans when they're down. Tony Law. No, kicking the Gauls. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. The the Celts. Anyway, sorry, I, I got sorry, my history sorry. wrong. There. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, uh, whereabouts would you geographically like a festival? I know that it's in a different reality, but where, whereabouts in this reality would you like it to take place? I'm a sucker for Britain in the summertime. Mm, yeah. I won't go as far as Scotland. No offense, Scots. <laughs> just the weather's too unpredictable. I mean, yeah. there's. I love it for that in a different way, but for festival, I like it when it's sunny and just i don't know i i do like the west country i like cornwall yes you know yeah, i like yeah. wales up in the mountains you know the do you know her let's i'm just gonna throw a yeah dart go, go at the map <laughs> herefordshire yeah herefordshire yeah it's hilly mm-hmm. somewhere up there beautiful farm that's nice yeah and yeah lots of lots of natural bowls where you wouldn't need to build stadium or whatever and everyone could get a good view yeah because that's such so an... we're going herefordshire nice done just on the staffordshire border yeah. i may have even got my geography yeah. wrong but... well it, to be honest i don't know about that but it sounds like you've done a lot of research so i'll, I'll edit that bit no, out i just i'm just old <laughs> i'm just old and i've been around and i accidentally learn stuff I, i've just realized people have been putting stuff in the chat that i haven't seen yet oh. a lot of people oh. mocking me for not knowing about keris or catatonia which uh um, oh i thought you did know but we're being uh sarcastic no no i, I no i'm just uh i'm i, I, I i'm never sarcastic i'm always oh you don't know about catatonia <laughs> no it's no. all over the front page you give me Lovely road rage yeah she's <laughs> wonderful and then she did a thing on Radio 6 for a long time. She's a real musicologist, real intellectual. 
even though she's a real working class gal. Yeah. From Wheels. <laughs> that ter- I have a terrible Welsh accent. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry, but I I thought you were I thought you were just taking the Mickey out of it. No, me. no, no. I I just uh, I just I I like to, I'm trying to be more honest because I especially when I do this podcast I get quite embarrassed when people say Hey, have you kn- do you know this band? I'm like oh. Yeah, of course I know that. Oh my band. god! You know what? I really <laughs> love your what you're saying there. That is so kind and normal and decent because um I find any time I've hung around band people, you know, yeah. like. The Libertines crowd. <laughs> yeah. I had a moment in my life where I used to hang around like, um, well, it was sort of post-Libertines with mm-hmm. Carl. Uh, I used to call him Carl Barrett, but Carl yeah. Barat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, not him, but other the hangers-on type people used to yeah. be really snobby mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, really judgy. And I always felt on edge, whereas he was very funny. So. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's why I shouldn't have assumed that of you. So I apologize. No, no. Well, well, I do actually. uh, What's really interesting about this podcast is that when I ask people to come on, like they assume that you have to be this great knowledge. (laughs) uh, This is kind of like kind of music aficionado, which is that's not what it is. Like the whole point of the podcast is to talk about what you're passionate about and what why you like that, and that's the best thing about it. Yeah. Well, I suppose that it's people's experiences. Been formed by that, you know. We've had that experience, so that's so you're suffering from that. It's not your yeah. fault. Well, anyway, thank you. this um, is going great. Yeah, this is like. I'm glad you didn't know about catatonia. Why would you? That was a thousand years ago. And wait till you hear some of my choices. They go even further back. <laughs> <laughs> further back than Beethoven uh, sorry, <laughs> not that far <laughs> yeah. so at the festival like, um, what what would your role be because uh, are you the kind of person that would be doing the backstage admin are you going to be kind of like logistics guy are you going to be in, in the mosh pits having fun what kind of role would you have during a festival I, I feel like I'd like to be um, I'd love to really party and s- check in on everyone and see how everyone's doing mm-hmm. I'd love the status because it's my festival, I'm not gonna lie. I'd love to be able to go around and go, "Have you got everything you need?" Because I yeah. love that when you go to a gig and you meet those people, those promoters who are just—they look after you and mm-hmm. and are so helpful. I'd like to be one of them. Yeah. And we go, "No, oh, let me get you something," but but then not have to actually do it. <laughs> have someone to do it for me so you're taking all like you've got the, the i want the i yeah, want yeah. the adulation of yeah. god that guy is so nice and then you're but like actually he's done go and get nothing. it go and get the, yeah. the guest some lovely uh, you know, be all, yeah. hey do you mind yeah um johnny cash he needs some uh speed <laughs> That's the most relaxed anyone's ever asked for speed. You know, Johnny Cat. Did you mind? Johnny. Johnny needs to. Uh, you know, he's, he needs his 1950s drugs yeah. because he's the 1950s version yeah. we've got. Well, for the gig, we'll, we'll head over to that in one second. Before we yeah. move on to your main stage, uh, is there camping at your festival? Is there some? Um, would you like camping, yeah. or is it purely B and Bs? It's all camping, but I would make it all fixed camping pre-done mm-hmm. that we would reuse every year because there's so many um wasted tents and all that and mm-hmm. you know i i um and i'm not virtue signaling here guys <laughs> i love the planet okay <laughs> i just do yeah <laughs> i know but seriously um that that that'd be a thing that you couldn't have yeah it'd be glamping but it yeah. wouldn't be that glamping it would just be like we'd have some fixed wooden structures that would pop up every year yeah and 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 make sure we had like millions of them wooden ones you could reuse over and over until they broke down but 
it reminded me of um, a friend of mine. Anyway, he was he used to write for um, Sean Locke, mm-hmm. and this wasn't a written bit. He was just he was reminding me. He was just telling me a story, um, and he was it wasn't for a routine, but he was saying like, um, you know how like at 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 Glastonbury, all lots of people just leave their tents up, mm-hmm. and. And then they take those tents and they give them to the homeless wow. in certain yeah. places. Mm-hmm. That's where they end up. Yeah. Well, he, he was walking, I think it was Waterloo Bridge, somewhere like that. And he walked by and on the side of the tent, someone had spray painted on it. Obviously at a festival where mm-hmm. it originally came from. If the tents are rocking, don't come a knocking. <laughs> And just the juxtaposition was just like, yeah. just haunt. He said, he said, he can laugh about it now, but it haunted him yeah. at the time. Yeah. Just the real irony. It's quite stark, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Um, anyway, sorry. So, final question before we move on to your uh, your main lineup. Um, without revealing the lineup, how much would you like to charge per ticket? Um. Well, here's what I. I was thinking about this before it came on because I thought you'd ask this. And I I always, because I know nothing about economics <laughs> at all, and otherwise I wouldn't be recording this in a, in a cupboard. Yeah, in a church. I, I always try, and when I see a festival, I always ask how much everyone's charging, and then I try and charge the least because mm-hmm. I always think that makes me better than them. <laughs> Virtue signaling again, Tony. I can't yeah, I know. It. Second I, strike. It's been a fucking curse for me. I've done it my whole life. That's why I can't go on. I can't go on Twitter anymore because I know what I'm like. <laughs> this is why but, Frankie Boyle's so so famous. Oh like. fuck, he's he's way better at it than me. And plus, he used to be a nasty bastard. Yeah, he used to make fun of the handicapped, and now he's playing it the other way. And I'm like, jeez. But, um. <laughs> No, so now though, other people say, "Well, you that that doesn't necessarily make you seem like a good guy. It makes you seem like you think you're shit." Anyway, so yeah. for this festival though, because it's a festival, I would try and get from one of those corporations who are hoovering in money loads of sponsorship. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I think that's what people do, mm-hmm. and get them to sort of supplement it mm-hmm. to the point where. You know, but make sure that their brand isn't just, well, no, they're all, I mean, this is the nature of the beast, isn't it? They're yeah. all scum. <laughs> um, yeah. It's it's always one person who got lucky. Yeah. I don't know why I'm doing that terrible accent. <laughs> um, I would try and make it so all the acts mm-hmm. got paid, all the caterers got paid, everybody involved got paid a really great wage. Yeah. And then... Everybody who came wasn't being absolutely slaughtered over it. Yeah. And then maybe have a paying scale. So, like, if you filled out the form and you were a lawyer, you paid $250. Mm-hmm. And maybe if you were a student, you paid $9. Whoa. And if you were a nurse, you paid $23. I mean, the technology is <laughs> going to be to the point where you can do that at some point. Yeah. Yeah, because there's nothing worse arriving at a place, and knowing you've paid the same amount <laughs> as some scumbag. 
who's a freaking you know <laughs> As a leader kid. of industry yeah uh, <laughs> tell you what that is a <laughs> first... i mean uh, the, 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 we'll be able to figure it out we're going no you make ninety thousand pounds a year yeah you're gonna pay 350 quid for your ticket you make Fifteen thousand mm-hmm. pounds a year. It's right here on my, on my computer screen. Mm-hmm. You're gonna pay nine quid. Yeah, I I actually think I've had. The what sa- do you think, bro? I had the same idea for a comedy club because, like, I've uh, not to be uh, that guy. I've I've uh, recently just bought a house, and I, I'm not a massive. Oh fan. Jesus, yeah. you're one of them now. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm joking. Mortgage. Way to go! Yeah, I mean, way to go, you I organized get, bastard! Yeah, well, to be fair, it's, <laughs> it's in the northeast of England, so like, uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, basically. Giving them away. Giving them away. I've, I've, been, I've been trying to get the wife to move to the Northeast <laughs> for ages now. The wife. <laughs> <laughs> come and hang out with me, Tony. It'd be great. Yeah, yeah. Sure. just move sure in. Me say that. Um, but like, I was, I was just thinking, like, uh, I feel like you pay a lot of people, like solicitors and lawyers. But I think, like, at a comedy club, everyone has to pay the same. It's like, no way. Hold on. If you, if I, if you charge me like fees, for, like for random bullshit, you know, like, you know, like, like for any festival or any tickets, like, oh, there's handling ticket handling fees. Like, no, fuck off. Like, like we're gonna, if you have a really high paying job, you're gonna pay a laughter tax. That's what we're gonna do. Anyway, but I, yeah. I remember when I first started doing stand-up and I first started getting my first 20-minute gigs. There used to be, way back in the day, there used to be a really big difference between students and nurses. Mm -hmm. You know, it used to be like five quid difference. Now it's like one pound. Yeah. As if suddenly... Nurses and teachers are just uh, fucking raking it in now. Yeah, not yeah. That's that's a l- very lucrative job. They, in fact, I heard they do it for the money, really. So uh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe I've dropped out of society so much I don't. Anyway, sorry. Go, go. And final question, because you know another final question. Uh, how many people would you like at your festival? Hmm. I know I poo pooed um, Glastonbury being too big, but it is. I mean, it does give you loads of more. I mean, I I like the. The fact that the Milky Way is so big. <laughs> there's some great, there's you... some great quotes today. I like the Milky Way; uh, it's so big, and also I'm not very good at economics. So I yeah, I, 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 I'm a big Milky Way fan. I mean, I know there's a lot of people who prefer Andromeda, <laughs> and I, I hate those people. They're always like, "Oh, Milky Way shit." Uh, I bet in, Andr- you know, you don't know you, until you've lived in Andromeda. Yeah. How do you know that our galaxy's, like, you know? Yeah. I mean, I I like a bit of balance. Yeah, <laughs> support your own galaxy. Yeah, I, and I, criticize it, but also re- recognize the benefits of your galaxy, and the World War Two soldiers that fought for it. Well, well <laughs> I, I did not know that was the how that sentence was ending there. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, oh, I don't know. Well, you know, but I feel like uh, uh, I feel like the people like the Andromeda kind of uh, fans. They're they're definitely the they're the bullies of the festival, and we're anti. This is a strictly anti. I don't know, festival. but I I don't like to label people like that, and I because I don't know enough. <laughs> I don't know enough Andromeda people. Like, I I wouldn't say that. I mean. I, I want to agree with you, and I want to feel like we're on the same page, but I I can't commit to that because I think there's a lot of good people in Andromeda. Okay, I, I do apologize. If you're from the Andromeda, do I do apologize? And uh, people, uh, people, don't worry, they're going to be getting this in about nine years. Yeah, like hey, so. uh, I hope hopefully it makes a big mainstream over. If there, this but. is traveling at above light speed, yeah, which it is. It's actually been broadcast very very fast. But I've been I've been. 
uh, I've been deep diving on uh, space videos lately and like what happened before the Big Bang. Yeah. And I'd, I'd done like nine hours one day and I, I felt like I nearly understood what w happened before the Big Bang or what was there. And then, uh, you know, YouTube just pops up adverts. Yeah. And the first thing that popped up is, um, I just discovered a new app that's, that can tell you who's been viewing your Instagram page. And it just it really burst that bubble. Yeah. I thought, well, I'm never going to know this. Yeah. Well, if the... It's like if the virtual tent is rocking, don't come a-knocking. That's, that's what you just had there. Um, anyway, people, let's head over to the main stage of Tony's Festival and see who's playing. Needed a wee late last night And I've got no place to go I took a wrong turn and now I'm here I'm pissed Tony, are you going to be having a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, or what's? Uh, what yeah, yeah, I'm going to go for the classic. I feel like uh, it's in our in our systems. Yeah. So, so Tony, um, which is the Friday? Who was the first? What's the first act appearing on on your lineup? Uh, the Cranberries are opening up. Yeah, the Cranberries. And uh, yeah, because um, I've missed Dolores a lot lately, and I might I must have been listening to Dolores in the car with the kids. You know, because you got to give your kids a musical education, mm -hmm. and uh, oh, I don't know. I just, I just missed her a lot, mm -hmm. and um, yeah, I mean, I don't know her, but I've, you know, you know what it's like with music. You get a sense of someone whether they're awesome. Yeah, and I, I think she's, yeah. she's, she's your real soul. It's a real. She's Irish. Mm -hmm. I've got a <laughs> got an Irish yeah. family and uh, or dad, but I mean that familiarity is something, but. Anyway, so yeah, miss her. Yeah, and I um, do I get to decide what song they have to open with? Yeah, the, yeah, would love that. That'd be really yeah. Uh, so what? How? how I just thought dreams because it's so yeah. lovely and what a lovely gentle. It's it's uh, Thursday. I'm doing Thursday, Friday, Saturday. No, am I doing Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Well, it's up to you. Oh, I said. It's a, what would you? Prefer? Um, let's do Friday. No, let's do Thursday. <laughs> Let's do all four days. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do all four days, but uh, yeah, all four days. And <laughs> I don't tell them they have to, but they say we'd like to open up with dreams mm -hmm. at three in the afternoon cool. because it just builds a kind of gentle lovingness. So we we cranberries. Um, I think they they're definitely not. Uh, they, they definitely appeared on the podcast before, but this is the first time they've had it opened up a Friday. Uh, mm. Why do you think they're why do you think they're a good suit to open up the festival? Because that's quite a prestigious slot to open it up. Um, what makes the cranberry so good, in your opinion? Um, they're, they're, I don't know. They've got there's a just a warmness, mm -hmm. and that's how you want to set the table. So it's really important you set the table oh. with a real warm, beautiful, thoughtful, kind vibe. And I feel like she was kind. And then, but I'm I'm not one of these pe people who like crashes the internet and goes oh, i heard that she was mean one day I, I just get a sense she was a good soul yeah and i think what you were saying earlier about and them but i think it's important like yeah i think the like the reason i think 
well, maybe I speak for myself, but I think the reason why we love music is because we do have that affinity with people sometimes. Like, we might not know them. You say we, we don't know them whatsoever, but that affinity through the music and their vibe and uh, their pe- like, you know, it's not, we don't know who they are and no. that's not the relationship we have, but we know their artwork and we can kind of get a sense of personality and f- their frustrations and their life through that as well. Like, uh, I think one of my favorite artists is a, uh, who um, is uh, Laura Jane Grace from the band Against Me, and uh, uh, she wrote a book about uh, her experiences. And it's just, I think it's just one of those things which, like, you can see it, the, the growth through the music and also just the frustration and anger. And that journey is very beautiful. And to be part of that, yeah. it's, it's really interesting, you know. Yeah, it's like a well, we all crave a bit of connection, even if you find it difficult to connect, which lots of people do. Mm-hmm. It's what a wonderful way to connect is through that, yeah, isn't it? Comedy maybe too. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that's. But, but music more maybe. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I feel, I feel like this is a definite deep dive, and I don't know. I don't usually do this, uh, but like uh, I feel like comedy was the reason why I. I think I, I craved that connection. That's why I started doing it. If you know what I mean, because I yeah. like. Uh, I'm not sure if you feel the same, Tony. But yeah, like, yeah. Just, I think so. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because. I wasn't really getting around to it. Yeah. Day to day. <laughs> it it kind of um it filled the gap where I wanted to both express myself but also like uh, yeah, just get that kind of validation I suppose. But and music is my uh, that's my more relaxing rather than creating, if you know what I mean. So. Yeah, yeah. And all and, and also you you get to be a version of yourself that you might not actually be, you know, like I've always worried I'm not a brave person or a, you know you know one of those strong brave defendy stand up for your friends person yeah. maybe you're kind of oh shit I missed that mm-hmm. yeah but when you're on stage you can be that yeah absolutely type and of deal yeah um, well you are a brave person Tony well uh, we're all brave just being alive on this freaking planet <laughs> am I right was that a Frankie Boyle tweet <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm joking. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, after. Jeez Louise. <laughs> that was just a very appalling callback. I'm so sorry. Uh, so, uh, after, Cran- uh, after Cranberries, who have you got coming on? After that, Johnny table, Cash. Yes, he's got his pills. And uh, you're like, oh, is it, uh, did you want some smack or some speed or some pills? Well, I went to Johnny. I went to Johnny in heaven and I said, what do you want to be tonight? Do you want to be Christian, Johnny? Do you want to be like, and I feel like he's another great soul. Mm-hmm. He lived through his time the best he could. Um, I think he's uh, he certainly had a great love for his wife and. Mm-hmm. You know, he also was a flawed human being. I like flawed human beings mm-hmm. who have a good soul. And that's why I challenged him. And I said, Johnny, I want you to <laughs> right, go right back to San Quentin. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're playing to the prisoners and the outsiders and uh, do cocaine blues. Yes. Not using, you know, I don't want, I, th- I just think it's a nice jump. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like, as you say, you kind of set the table, but also you can have whatever you want on that table as well. So I think- And it's an absolutely ripping song the way he does it and like uh, so people I know people must know about Johnny Cash but people might not know the arc of Johnny Cash because he got really famous in the 50s uh, with like Ring of Fire but then he kind of like yeah he kind of had a bit of a burnout couple of years and then he came back with um, um, Force and Prison Live with Bob Dylan him and Bob Dylan Mm -hmm. Dylan brought the progressive crowd over to him Mm -hmm. and they all went wow this guy's great Mm-hmm. And then he went through a Christian phase for a while, and yeah. then he came out the other end, and yeah, 
Yeah. So Johnny Cash. So Johnny Early Cash. Like one morning I was. Yeah, that's a it's a it's a very vicious song. That I ends. took a shot and I shot. My, yeah, he shot someone in it. It's not great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I, would, I would say it's not very. He's not very respectful. In fact, he's. There's definite bullying behavior. I would say, Johnny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I sure wouldn't want to cancel it because yeah. then we'd never have any of it. If you've never listened to Live at Fall, uh, Falls in Prison, like it's such a. It's. It's kind of like it's reinvention of his career, but also like it's it's a gritty album. It's like he's playing to that prison crowd, uh, and yeah. it's uh, he's picking those vis- like kind of vicious and kind of like criminal songs just to kind of like uh, have that kind of uh, and a boy named Sue and I mean there's yeah. it's there's a, an innocence about it as well but it's I don't know he you know he was he was for the underdog yeah um, it's very it's a very class he was a class warrior mm-hmm. it's, uh, and yeah. I would recommend to anyone uh, if they haven't listened uh, there's something called False and Untold which is about that whole story uh, by uh, Danny Robbins who is uh, yeah uh, oh really yeah, yeah it's really really fantastic stuff and I remember um, my mum used to love listening to Johnny Cash and I remember driving to hockey practice and we'd listen to it and uh, there was just I remember car journeys when it's 40 below zero mm-hmm. with my mom and it was night well wasn't nighttime. It was always dark in the morning until about, you know, nine thirty or ten a.m. So on your way to school, in the dark of winter, I remember. Uh, uh, yeah, it makes me think of my mom, mm-hmm. who's actually from Trinidad. <laughs> yeah. But one of the ways she um, found Canada tolerable was Johnny Cash. Yeah. Hello. And every time you know when you do those um, uh, online auditions, mm-hmm. we record it and send it in. They always get you have to start off by saying hello and my name is. Yeah. Every single time I always go, Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. <laughs> I'm not, I'm that. Tony Law. Yeah. <laughs> we should have done that. I don't get Saturday. I haven't got many jobs, so I don't think it's working. <laughs> um with that in mind, Tony, like um and again, this might just be a total hit and miss, but you mentioned earlier like a way that you kind of you kind of put music on for your children. Uh, is that because like that connection you had with your mum with Johnny Cash? Oh, I hadn't really thought of that till now, but yeah, maybe. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. I thought they should have a uh, education. I suppose. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just because I've I've never had kids before, and I've never had British kids. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I don't. I. I have no idea. But um. Sorry. Sorry if that was a too uh, too personal question. Though, no. No. It? Not at all. Uh, yeah. Maybe you're right. Actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My mum just died last year. Oh, Tony. I'm so in, sorry. In to the hear. middle. Yeah. Sorry to no, be a downer. No. And all not that, at all. But no. This is uh, all that uh, COVID mm-hmm. nonsense. But um, yeah. So uh, I just like because my mum hated Canada. She hated it her whole existence. I hate this stupid ass country. It's because it was so cold. Mm-hmm. That's what I loved about her. She was an absolute firebrand. She yeah. just loathed Canada. But Johnny, but she found what she needed, and that's yeah, that's what I love about Johnny Cash. That's really that was something like even though he's not from Canada, but it was something North American for her. Yeah, she and thought she was being attacked by a UFO because the moon was so big. Because <laughs> out on the prairies in Alberta, yeah, you know, during the fall. You get that harvest moon that is just massive, mm-hmm. and she thought she's being followed by a spaceship. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> oh, but well, hey, Johnny t- Cash got her through it. 
Well, thank you for being. I know that's uh, um, not the easiest thing to talk about, but thank you. I really do appreciate uh, you. Hopefully, you're doing okay. No, yeah, 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 yeah. You know. After this legendary Johnny Cash, uh, who have you got to headline? Because anyone following Johnny Cash and the Cranberries must be quite, quite up there. So we're going back to we're going back to the British Isles, mm-hmm. and um, actually, no, I've got to change it now. I just decided. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So it's the Thursday night, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't want it to end too high, <laughs> nor too low, and I don't want to do such a big change from Johnny Cash. So I've gone for Charlie Pride. Charlie Pride. Who's another? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who was a country and western singer called? Well, he's called Charlie Pride, and he had the, my mum's favorite songs. Uh, one of them that she sang when she was pregnant with me. And I hope I'm not being too mo- am I being uh, mocking no. modeling one of the- anyway. Anyway, Charlie Pride's awesome. Yeah. Uh oh the crystal chandeliers la and he was an African American country and western singer. Whoa, who, that's cool. Who who you know, obviously went through a load of mm-hmm. guff. Yeah. Um that's but a very still, polite way of saying it there. Yeah, yeah well, I, you know, I don't want to get spent too long there. That's but you, you, everyone knows, yeah. and but still managed to carve out an incredible career, and he had some wonderful songs, and I just thought that would really grab the audience and everyone to sort of think, yeah, okay, we've yeah. had some Johnny Cash, now we've had some Charlie Pride, so Ch- Charlie and Pride. I think, and they loved each other as well, Charlie Pride and Johnny Cash, That's so cool. there's a link, and they'd all backstage, they'd all be chatting with Charlie and going, oh man, that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you very much, Johnny. And Johnny be like, yeah, you bet. And uh, and Dolores be like, Dot, you know, like Dot was fantastic. So there's another terrible accent. Yeah. So all of them would have a really good night together. Yeah, that's really And what cool. a great night to the, everyone's like, wow, I didn't see that coming. Mm-hmm. And well, we're on to Friday. Uh, yeah, so uh, on, on your uh, second day, um, uh, who have you got to open up that, that Saturday? Well, bit of a a bit of a curveball, maybe not actually. ACDC. Oh wow! Okay, so opening up Saturday, not headlining. ACDC, bam. No, no, they're just coming out with a punch. Yeah. Okay. Let's get this going. Thursday was pretty lovey-dovey, very folksy, very <laughs> yeah. folk-based. Yeah. Um, but now ACDC are coming out of the gates. Uh, a real gut punch. With, yeah. With Bon Scott. Mm-hmm. Oh great! And Brian yeah. Johnson sharing the bill. <gasps> That's amazing. That's really good. Yeah. yeah. So, so because they come down from space. <laughs> Wait, what? Wait, or oh. heaven or hell? I don't know. <laughs> Whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Sorry, I, and, I, um, I thought you meant ACDC, uh, a spa- like space travelers. You know, just come well, down. Like we, we we were just in Jupiter, but we just popped down to do this gig. Yeah, no, they're way out in like heaven or or hell or wherever, yeah. and uh, they get to meet each other for the first time, so that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. So Bon Scott opens it up with Jailbreak. Oh, nice. Down, 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 down. Obviously, there's kind of that internal debate for ACDC, and if you don't know, for people at home, ACDC have two. They had two singers after the death of Bon Scott, which there was a bit of a dividing line between the two, two different styles. But Tony, which, which, what did you prefer, Bon Scott or did you prefer Frank Johnson? Bon Scott. Yeah. 
but also you know really love brian johnson yeah. but yeah it was for sure bon mm-hmm. but of course i never saw him live in concert he was dead yeah. before i was nine i mm-hmm. think but yeah, um, and Brian Johnson was awesome too, and he's from the Northeast. Yeah, absolutely. From New- he's yeah. from Newcastle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's like, uh, uh, yeah. Well, like I think, uh, like my uh, my dad loved ACDC, and I think like my dad like I think the the, the local celebrities that we looked up to was Brian Johnson and uh, um, Vic Reeves and Bob Mortimer because they're from our area. Yeah. So that that yeah. was the three people we idolized in our household. Well, that Bob <laughs> Bob Mortimer's from Middlesbrough, though. Yeah, yeah, but we we live closer to Middlesbrough than. Uh, than oh, Newcastle. okay. Like Brian Johnson was a push, I would say, but like. Uh, yeah, he, he, Brian Johnson's awesome. Yeah, um. So like, um. Also, people in the chat, uh, do you prefer Bon Scott or Brian Johnson? Let us know. Well, um, that's an interesting one. Uh, Jordy Chris says, "What's wrong with oh, Sting?" That's oh listen. yeah, I forgot about Sting. <laughs> I don't know. I went off a of Sting. I gotta say, and I, actually, I never went off. I never, I never fancied Sting. Mm. Yeah. Uh, um, Chris also says Brian Johnson for me. Uh, of course, of course, Chris. Uh, um, but yeah, let us know in the chat if you fancy it. Uh, I'm not educated pre-Brian. Well, yeah. Well, so it's a, uh, it's two, two. Oh yeah, Bon Bon Scott. Um, jailbreak sums it up mm-hmm. and then there's some fun things on YouTube where um, <laughs> they're being interviewed on their first sort of visit to London yeah and they're very cute watching them all when they're all young Bon was a bit older than the, the other ones mm-hmm. well, they were really raw yeah and yeah. David Waldman says Sammy Hagar, which is taking the fucking piss. Like I don't appreciate <laughs> that. Like <laughs> um, anyway oh I love I love a bit of Van Halen too yeah they're great so what are we up to now? So after ACDC, on your Friday, the second day, who was, um, yeah, who got after oh, ACDC? Uh, middle Act, mm-hmm. Pixies. Oh, yes, I love the Pixies. That's amazing. Yeah, so Pixies are going to play, you know, the classics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're kind Where of... Where is my mind? Yeah. What's... That's what they're going to close with. Oh, that's nice. And uh, Tony, you mentioned that you you want certain songs. Are you kind of like giving them a set list to kind of pick and choose, or are you like? Uh, well, yeah. I don't want to be one of those people. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be. You know, I hate uh, those stories where they go, uh, "Yeah, you're not allowed to talk about this, this, or this." I can't stand that. Yeah. I'm just hoping for those songs. Yeah. So I'm booking them and then hoping for that too. So and um, let's let's move on to the headliner of Saturday. Who have you got to headline? That's easy. And we're on the Friday night, am I right? Yes. Oh, boy. A lot of new people have arrived who couldn't get there the rest of the week. Yeah. It's turning into a saucy old party. The Pogues. <laughs> oh, nice. I had no idea when you said I saucy party. my love by the gasworks wall. And he's absolutely hammered. Yes. But yeah, he's yeah. not as hammered as... Yeah, anyway, mm-hmm. he... He finds a way to get through it. Nice. And, and turns it into an absolute crack. Yeah, because like, I can imagine it being such a festival hit, because like, everyone together, arm in arm, having a bit of an Irish jig, you know? That'd be pretty impressive, right? Yeah, it'll bring, it'll bring everyone together, lots of singing and hugging and fighting and <laughs> making up after the fight. and really changed the vibe from dreams <laughs> yeah yeah you've like uh, like you mentioned fighting quite a lot it's, it's only if they're bullies there in the crowd if, if they <laughs> you beat the shit out of them like uh, <laughs> cast them out and 
Yeah, so uh, is there a bit of a party vibe at your festival, or is it quite um, after the? Head- I didn't. I didn't think there was one planned, and then I've just been going through all the music I love, and it, it turns out there might be, <laughs> even though I don't really like that. Yeah, that's- I mainly mainly only like that in my head. Yeah, that's all right. Um, um, Stephen says, "Can we fight exclusive areas to protect the weak like me?" No, Stephen, you'll be thrown to the wolves. I'm afraid. Um, so no, 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 not at all. I agree with Stephen. <laughs> Because I want to be in the same area he is. No, I think that's right. You have different uh, you have different areas. But I don't think the fights are going to be between sort of very tough people. They're going to be... Po- <laughs> They're going to be all my fans at a festival. So they're going to be terrible fights. They're going to be more of like pushing, shoving, fall over. Ah, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. A lot of people are owning their behavior at this festival. Um, Chris asked, is Kirsty making an appearance with the Pokes, Tony? Oh, for sure, yeah. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, she's definitely dropped right in. And um, to wrap up the final day, because, uh, uh, yeah, so um, let's, who have you got playing on your final day, Tony? Um, okay, this is a tough one. <sighs> this is a tough one. Is there a certain theme for today that you were looking for, or is it? It's like, just we're going big. Big, nice. Really big. Real big. Um, we're opening up with someone who's probably the, one of the most popular bands in the history of the world. But we're putting them on early to get it started. Yeah. To put in a boogie. They're a blues band. And I mean, I used to love them a lot more when I was young than I do now. And in fact, I find it very difficult to even enjoy their songs anymore. But I know what they meant to me when I was 14 mm-hmm. and only discovering music. And it's got to be the Brian Jones version of the Rolling Stones. Whoa, that's nice. Yeah. So, you know, they open up with, uh, I see a red door, you know. Yeah, nice. But we don't leave them on long enough for us to all get a taste of (laughs) (laughs) how they develop. Yeah, 20 minutes sharp and brushed off. Uh, (laughs) You you get a a shot and it's out. Uh, Yeah. So after the Rolling Stones, very brief <laughs> glimpse, who do we have uh, after that? Well, I've had to drop you two because they've become so naff and huge in everyone's yeah. eyes. They did have a moment for me where they were impressive. So did Fleetwood Mac. I'm just doing shout-outs yeah. to people who didn't make it. Uh, I mean, David Bowie means so much to some people <laughs> that me putting him on here would just be frivolous. I mean, I adore him. Mm-hmm. But because he's not my main thing in life, you know, same with like, and I'd love the Flaming Lips, but there's only two songs. <laughs> Fleetwood, Fleetwood Mac. I mean, I'd even like Journey for Don't Stop Believing. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, that, that, that for, you know, a small town redneck boy like me, that was, that was our fucking song. Yeah, for sure. The Libertines, because I... Um, our sons play football together. The drummer Gary and I really? know each other. Yeah, yeah. That's and so Gary's, cool. Gary's awesome, and I know the Carl Barat a little. No, I don't know him that well. I don't know him <laughs> at all. But I know I know Gary a bit more. He's wonderful. But I can't put them on there. I can't put Pink Floyd on because they're posh uh, public schoolboys. Are you naming all the bands you didn't fit into your lineup? Just as yeah, a- yeah. Because I feel I I, I feel <laughs> guilt <laughs> that they're not in it, and I don't want. I don't want space to know I didn't choose them. Yeah, okay. Um, you can just, the pu- yeah. Public Enemy I wanted in there. 
because yeah. of my generation, that was our our dudes. Super Tramp, I'm not bothered by, but my son weirdly likes Van Halen. Mm-hmm. No, the second to last <laughs> band on the final day is Led Zeppelin. Oh, that's strong. It's big. So, and I like them mainly because I can do that with my <laughs> lips. <laughs> no. I liked Led Zeppelin when I was, when I first turned 16 and got my driver's license. Mm-hmm. And I worked and worked and worked in jobs and finally got enough money to buy a shitty old truck, pickup truck. Yeah. And uh, all the cool people who are not going to college. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all the cool losers like me who worked at the meatpacking plant. <laughs> Listen to Led Zeppelin because it was hard. Yeah, it was meant to be hard. Yeah, and so, um, do you think uh, there's a choice? But um, why have you put Led Zeppelin above Rolling Stones? Is it just just because they're better? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. And I like Jimmy Page. <clears throat> Jimmy Page introduced me to the idea of art. Yeah. Because I would remember reading interviews with him, and he would talk about music like art, and I didn't really know what that even meant, and he would. Well, I think what we were trying to do, and he would explain things, and I'd just go, oh, wow, there's more to this than just making a song. So, mm-hmm. And then he would describe all the thought processes that went into all the different band members and what they were feeling, what they were trying to achieve, and what they were building off the back of. And I just thought, wow, there's more to this than I ever thought. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it kind of introduced me to a way out a way out of uh, just working in the at the oil well factory or or you know this is it Mm -hmm. it it was a little bit like the Mozart thing where I did that myself but it was like you know someone's trying to not just be this yeah not that there's anything wrong with this but I want to I'm yeah this doesn't necessarily suit me I might not end up being the head machinist or whatever (laughs) I I'm not very good at this, but I, I feel like there's something else out there. Mm-hmm. And so, in a way, that kind of Led Zeppelin uh, introduced me to the idea of like, oh, you could do comedy, but it, you don't have to just do jokes. You can actually do jokes that are maybe a bit like that. And then mm-hmm. I remember seeing Simon Munnery or The Mighty Boosh and thinking, oh, wow, comedy could be like that. Like thinking, it's like a, a train of thought about how to think about the world artistically i got from lead bloody zeppelin but that's that's uh, literally that's such actually. a wonderful answer because like it it's more than just notes it's more than just music it's more than just a, a cd point in your car it's it's a path it's a way out it's uh it's hope yeah isn't it? that's what it is that's what i thought and even now like so now if i look back and listen to the music as a non-musician it's not that i necessarily love their music so much mm-hmm. it was more about what they taught me about art more than even their music yeah and uh yeah well thank you for sharing that and but let's let's finish on a bang but what's your that final... brings me yeah well the headliner act so that 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 got me started on that path and then i discovered the who oh very nice yeah and that got me on to that got me into britain and uh pete Townsend was into yeah. art. It was an mm-hmm. art school person. And also, Roger Daltrey was a sheet metal worker mm-hmm. who was a singer in a band. And Keith Moon. And yeah. and it just it just got me thinking about art and imagery and 
painting even and also teenage like there was shitloads going on and also it had like a real punk energy that made you want to absolutely smash the shit out of <laughs> yeah i remember we had a flat up in um when i first moved to london we had a flat up in um near wood green uh palmer's green uh, i can't remember the name of it mm. anyway but it was just all of us real sort of yeah. lost soul scumbags and and we were listening to a, the who on the TV, and we absolutely destroyed our sitting room. Yeah, but there there must have been something within all of us that we, so we got into a lot of trouble. But we, yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know what I'm trying to explain, but it was, it was, it was like some sort of rite of passage, passage yeah. or something. Well, like you know what? I think that's the most in depth and most uh, genuinely heart touch, like heartfelt I've ever heard someone discuss Led Zeppelin and The Who in t- uh, in more <laughs> way. And to be fair, like I think uh, uh, The Who have, um, have a lot of depth uh, as, as to Led Zeppelin, but like we've really explored that in such a wonderful way. And what a wonderful way to end this segment. Uh, but I think it's now time, after your wonderful festival, to deal with some floor fillers. Okay. As with event management, things are bound to go wrong. So here's a couple of hypothetical questions that our guests have to deal with in a manner that they see fit. Now, audience at home, if you would like to put um, a question in chat, and uh, yeah, please let us know. Or if you have a question you would like to read out loud, you're welcome to do so. But Tony's going to answer a couple of mine first. Uh, let me know if you have a question in the chat, and we'll get round to it. So, um, this Tony, this is for you. Oh no, Johnny Cash has cancelled last minute. Who do you get to replace him? Oh, God. Uh, David Bowie. <laughs> yeah, David Bowie is in. What a lame answer. No, it's good. It's, it's like, like you always Hank win. Williams. Hank Williams. <laughs> and David Bowie. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, Hank Williams <laughs> and David Bowie are both going to perform together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember driving in a grain truck, taking grain to the elevator with my daddy. Yeah. They're bleeding hard. I remember listening to that on the radio. That's how old I am. That was a thing they played on the radio then. Yeah. <laughs> hey, good looking. What you got cooking? Okay, go. Um, so <laughs> um, your fans are in the mosh pits. Uh, uh, your fans are in the mosh pits. They're crowd surfing and they're doing something called the town zone. What do you think that might be? Oh, the to- what would they be doing that's called the tone zone? Yeah. I think they'd be throwing their fists in the air going, let's go, right on. I don't know. <laughs> that's perfect. <laughs> Shouting. Uh, oh, someone on the on the chat said, I just realized the chat was there. Yeah. Something about Canadian bands. So shall I, I'll read it out. Or unless, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah read- let's go through those. They're, they're good. David Waldman asks, do you have any favorite Canadian bands? Not really. I always wanted to leave Canada, but if I did, it would have to be the Tragically Hip and probably Neil Young. Yes, very cool. Very nice indeed. 
and Stephen Billington. Um, uh, he asks, what if The Who and Led Zeppelin fought and you had to choose one to play over than the other? Which, so, the Who. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. They'd beat the shit out of them for a start. Ro- Roger is wiry yeah. and strong. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, Robert wouldn't be up for fist fighting. Um, um, Chris asks, what are your feelings about Queen? Are we assume the band Queen? Oh, I love Queen. I love, I adore Queen. I adore them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're really close to my heart, but because they're so important to other people, I don't try and ever take them for me because I seem like my daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, she discovered Queen when she was nine and she's just in love with them. So I don't want to take that from her. That's why I didn't men- I put Queen in anything. They're the, I mean, not the new thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I think it's right. A lot of people, uh, uh, I think Queen's one of the most popular answers on here. Uh, mm. Alan says, vis-a-vis the Who fighting people, Roger would smash them with, with that swinging microphone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I try, and I, I always um, do that in my sets. <laughs> yes, you I'm, do, yeah. I, I'm friends with Roger Daltrey's son-in-law, and he said, uh, the thing is about that is you yeah, I found a way to get in. Yeah, like what's the deal? Like, I found a I'm way, but they, you had to tape. Yeah, no, I. It's a long story, but I became. Okay, there was an internet thing um, about ten years ago where people were being nasty to Mary Beard, my favorite mm-hmm. historian. Yeah. And I went on and adopted a, a character called Sulla, which is the dictator Sulla, mm-hmm. and I went and started attacking the people attacking mm-hmm. Mary Beard. Anyway, Mary Beard and I became friends. Mm-hmm. And then through that, um, I somehow managed, I, I can't, it was, it was a real funny turn of events where I ended up meeting Roger Daltrey. Then I got to do uh, the, the uh, Teenage Cancer Trust mm-hmm. and I did the gig and we were backstage and there was Roger Daltrey and my wife had her arm around him and she came and she goes, look at him, he's crying. As my, because my wife went out, sought out Roger Daltrey, brought him to me mm-hmm. to say, "Tony thinks you're the greatest ever, or whatever," and I just started crying, <laughs> and Aww. she was mocking me, which was really great. No. I, I'm mixing up the story, but it was wonderful, and 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 he was so cool. He said, um, "This is at the Royal Albert Hall, the biggest thing I've ever done, obviously," and because um, it was Teenage Cancer Trust Comedy Night, mm-hmm. and he went. Hey, it sounds, don't worry about it, mate. It's a lovely room. And I remember thinking, it's not a room. It's a fucking stadium yeah. to me. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I, I botched all of that story. No, no, it's much better than that. Don't need to apologize. And a night guy's dark says, just casually dropping the merry beard and I are friends. Yeah, I yeah. know, I know, Your I know. Virtual signaling. I do, I do, I do that, I do that uh, even on stage, yeah. but I do it more deliberately. And I almost accidentally just done it then. <laughs> so we have two more audience questions and one more from me. Uh, Stephen asks, if you had a comedy tent, would you make yourself the headliner? No, no, definitely <laughs> not. I'd make myself go middle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I uh, because I wouldn't enjoy my favorite acts. I'd put my favorite acts on last mm-hmm. and I'd go middle. Uh, do you know where I like on a group night? Where? Uh, closing the first half. Oh, it's the best, isn't it? It's, it's oh, lovely. Yeah. It's it's absolute. You know, because they think, well, he's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> you know. It's, but they're not. They're not starting to judge people yet. Yeah. It's yeah. it's too early. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And final audience question from Liam. Um, Leon asks. Liam. Leon. The king. Okay, of. cool. 
Oh, uh, yeah. What about them? What do you think of them? Do you uh, like them? Um, I saw them quite a lot because I went to a lot of festivals when they were headlining a lot. And uh, I, they just weren't the band for me. They, they Did were, you ever, yeah. didn't you ever think, like I always thought, and nobody ever thought, f- found this funny, but I always thought there's like, there's four brothers and one other dude, like yeah. a cousin, yeah. and they're all singing about sex. I found that weird. <laughs> Because I, I can't talk about sex with my brothers. Yeah. I would never talk about sex with my brothers. They're fucking farmer yeah. weirdos. I'd be like, oh, this sex is on fire. D- I couldn't don't sing tell that. mom, please. Don't. I could sing that in front of my dad. Yeah. My brother. Yeah. Like, fuck off. Yeah. It's, uh... Just keep that shit to yourself. Do what you want to do, but don't fucking bring it into public, weirdo. <laughs> anyway, Leon, not of the kings of Leon yeah, fame. Yeah. <laughs> Leon asks, if all the catering cancelled and you had to cook for everyone, what are you making? Ooh, uh, eggs. Eggs. Uh, uh, <laughs> just a lot of eggs. <laughs> Scrambled eggs, fried eggs, what, what poached? Well, I mean, if it was easy, I'd make boneless chicken roti. Yeah. The greatest food in the history of the world. Boneless chicken roti with pepper sauce. Oh. Trinidadian street classic. That's really lovely. But if it yeah. but if I couldn't do that mm-hmm. um Eggs are good. I don't know, steak and eggs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is there any, is there any uh, vegetarian option? Steak and eggs it is. <laughs> steak and eggs. Uh, yeah. My poor daughter, she's vegetarian. Jeez. Yeah, bless. I make a big deal out of it. I'm a horrible yeah, you're definitely not. Um, God, this is real. Yeah, <laughs> Alan says Tony's probably in a softball team with Kingsley on. Which, uh, yeah, you probably, yeah, yeah, you, you've been absolutely. I don't play softball. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, well, no, I'm one of those people. If you, as soon as I wasn't allowed to play baseball anymore with the hard ball, mm-hmm. no more ball for me. <laughs> and fi- softball. <laughs> Final question for you, uh, and this is from me. One of your acts has forgotten all their equipment, but good news, you can um, they can do a set acoustic. Which band from your whole lineup, if you had to choose, would you make do an acoustic set? Pulp. Pulp? I forgot to put them in, so I just <laughs> chucked them in there. <laughs> like, that's cheating. That is, uh, I uh, fucking <laughs> legend. I love Pulp, and I... And I <laughs> you can't just put them in now. That's... The whole time we've been talking this last ten minutes, I've been thinking about how I left out Pulp. Like, you, right, they're in, but I'm not happy about it. They're in, but I'm not they're absolutely, absolutely gutted. Like, all right, Paul. Do I in. win the bingo? I got all the all the best bands in. <laughs> well, also, I didn't I didn't pull you up on this before, but since we're on this topic, the all the bands you said the shout outs earlier to, like you could have just had a second festival and just done that next year, but like. Uh, Ooh, yeah. no, 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 no. We can still do that. Yeah. yeah let's, let's but see. I'll probably pick the exact same acts. <laughs> Well, it is a tone zone, so you're absolutely allowed. <laughs> um, um, but hey, um, thank. You. That is the end of the four fillers, and that's the end of this episode. Tony, have you had a really nice time today? I've had a lovely time. This has been so much fun. I can't thank you enough for having me. It was really good. It's been a real treat, and uh, yeah, thank you so much for joining us, uh, Tony. Where can we find you online? Have you got anything you would like to plug? Well, just check my website. I'm always around. You know. Um, I hey. I'm I'm this close yeah. to being a WWE uh, announcer. What really? Yeah, I don't even know anything about the WWE, <laughs> but I really want to do it. That sounds really. I 
Uh, That'd be fun. I, yeah, you'd be so good for that as well. So yeah, uh, now, I mean, just uh, check check my website. I usually put the stuff up there, but uh, or Twitter, Twitter. No, not fuck Twitter. I hate Twitter. <laughs> no, Facebook. Join me on Facebook. Yeah. Okay. Great. Great. Uh, yeah. and, Thanks, man. Uh, oh, thank you so much for having me. And uh, uh, so, uh, thank you so much for listening to Castable. It's been an absolute treat. Thank you to uh, Tony, and thank you to my wonderful audience. It's been really great. If you like this podcast, please make sure to follow us uh, and subscribe, and give it a five star rating on whatever platform you choose. Thank you so much for listening. And but please, uh, audience, get ready, and please give a massive round of applause for our wonderful headline act. It's Tony Law, everyone. Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> well thanks for having me that was great fun